This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Five Tom. What up, High Flyers? Uh, it's your boy High Five Tom, and I am joined by not your too slow. I am joined by the third member of our triumvirate of Ring of Honor Revelry, the man himself, the man that brings in his questions of dishonor every week. You've heard him on bonus episodes of Watch Alongs, you've seen him on The Shining Wizards. Brendan, how are you this evening, my friend? I am doing great and very excited to uh, be on and hope to uh, live up to Will's uh, Will's status here. Yeah, I mean, Will has set the bar pretty high. Um, he does. Once again, I mean, I am by far the least good-looking person on my screen right now, but that's pretty typical. I mean, you know, first Will and now Brundon, all these good-looking dudes on my screen here, so. I don't give a shit about my looks. <laughs> I always told my wife, I was like, you're stuck with me now. I don't have to try anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as the wife's happy, that's all that happens. Or that's all that matters, Brendan. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think if, we'll- if I if I look good, it's because of her. It's not because of me. Yeah. It's, uh, I will put know, her over. I, I shaved the winter beard off. And like I said, I've been shaving semi-regularly. But yeah, the other day, we went out of the house. And I had like this big streak. I forgot to like shave like right here. <laughs> Yeah, you stopped. You started shaving, and I stopped. Yeah, so I mean, I uh, the winter beard is gone, so I'm back into summer mode. So, um, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling the beard last winter, and I don't know. Unless I usually shave for you know being out in public with the brewers and everything, you just wasn't feeling it. So, wife was upset. So, but it happens every year. So we'll see what happens next year. I might. I need to like to actually take care of my beard next winter. So we'll see what happens. You're like a commissioner, McWalkie Tom now. Right. <laughs> that's a good that's a good that's a good call that's a good call um but Brennan, obviously um for those that don't know you are um the main notes writer for the shining wizards podcast but in addition to that you and former guests uh mr eric freeds did a little podcast recording i heard yeah um we have been talking uh for a while about doing something around either music or deathmatch wrestling and everything. So I gave him, uh, he asked me for some ideas on deathmatches and I gave him a nice long list of stuff that's probably hard to find, but he eventually found something good and we got together and recorded a good hour and it, it was a lot of fun. I think it, uh, I think it went really well. Talked about K- CZW's cage of death. Number nine. Nice. Yeah. 
um, which I believe is actually on High Spots TV. I think. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I'd have to double check. So obviously, you know, um, I probably shouldn't say it's on air, but I don't give a shit. Uh, so if you guys ever need the High Spots info, just let me know. So I think all the CCW, CZW stuff is on there. I think. Ah, uh, screw them. DJ sucks. They, nobody should be paying them anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, I already pay for the subscription. So well, yeah, extra money. Hey, I spots not, not that. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. Because I know they've got like a twelve-hour string of Kevin Steen matches on there. Oh, jeez. From CZW, so if that's I didn't it. even think he did twelve hours of wrestling on CZW. I know he's there. Yeah, for a while, he had a lot of good stuff there. He, uh, he's one of the guys that blew up there. That's one of the, his first spots in America. Yeah, so. America. America. Yeah, and like we were talking in pre-production list, and I know you hadn't seen it yet, but yeah, I finally watched uh, the main event of uh, WrestleMania Saturday, as they're calling it. And uh, spoiler alert, if you don't know, um, well, then that's your fucking problem. But uh, yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah, Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn are the current WWE Tag Team United Unified Tag Team Champions. Um, yep. You know, I'll tell them, run, and I'm not going to lie, I got a little weepy. Wrestling can really tug on your emotions. I've it wouldn't be the first time I uh wept during a match or around that time. So Yeah, I yeah, mean it's pretty it's pretty cool to see the journey that they had. You know, and the simple fact is, I mean, Kevin Steen is a humongous part of this fun. Oh, sorry. Kevin Owens, you know, <laughs> as he's he's known now until the thirteen, Kevin Steen. Obviously he's a humongous part of this fucking podcast. So I mean you know, yeah, he was he was absolutely killing it around this time. He yeah, was definitely firing on all cylinders, not only in Ring of Honor but in PWG and just any other place he went. Yeah, it was. So it's uh, great to see somebody who, you know, really worked hard for it and you know really did it his way. And you know, people told him, you know, don't wear the shirt and don't do this and lose some weight and. Here he is, main eventing WrestleMania on his terms. Yeah, so more power yeah, to him. Yeah, just just being him, and I always like the story. Like, I mean, obviously, he's his real name is Kevin Steen, um, but you know, he picked Kevin Owens as a shout out. Obviously, a his son's name is Owen, but yes. he named the son after Owen Hart. So, yeah, you know, the forgotten Hart brother, and uh, you know, obviously, everyone knows Owen Hart for you know the tragedy, but it yeah. could go. You know, you never really saw it in WWE, but like some I mean, his Stampede wrestling shit was just bananas. So yeah, yeah, his stuff there, his stuff in uh, New Japan early on. If you could ever get a hold of some of that, you it's just so good. Yeah, and when I and I, his oh. uh his high energy team, I will put over as well. Coco Beware, absolutely underrated. I had a Coco amazing Beware. talent. Figure for some reason for the longest time that and and Captain Lou Albano. I don't know why I had those two where I got them from, but so I don't know what happened to Coco B. Where I still have the Captain Lou Albano one, but I think it's a jet. I have a, a Captain Lou uh, autograph upstairs. I met that's him cool. at a uh, I met him at a high school here. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, he was a super nice guy. Yeah, actually, um, I've only got one wrestling figure per se, and it's Kevin Owens. Um, Faith got it for me. We was taking our trips and like we take pictures of Kevin Owens, like all these famous monuments and shit like that. So I actually I have, pulled those goddamn pictures. I have a story like that. So I have I actually have three wrestling figures. 
I have a Kenny Omega that I kept in a box and just, you know, left it alone. Yeah. I have a Tank Abbott wrestling figure that my brother got me for Christmas because why wouldn't you get a Tank Abbott action figure if you could? Yeah. And I bought a uh, Bob Sapp uh, action figure because in the mid to late 2000s, I loved Bob Sapp. The man was, he could sing. He was huge in Japan. I loved him. So I uh, I was so obsessed with Bob Sapp. I brought the action figure with me to my wedding. And I have a picture with my best friend, who is also at the time was the second biggest Bob Sapp fan. We have a picture of Bob Sapp on top of my wedding cake. That is fucking <laughs> awesome. And if you didn't know I was a wrestling nerd already, there it is. <laughs> Bob fucking Sap, huh? Yep, had his uh Sap time recording for his uh single in Japan. The only thing I never got was a Bob Sap ice cream bar. But I wonder if they're out there somewhere. Ah, uh, I don't. I doubt it by this point. But yeah, now because I only knew Bob Sap in Pride, so he wrestled for New Japan too, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He's a former IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Wow, so, so probably what early two thousands? Yeah, yeah, early to mid two thousands when they were doing all that shoot stuff. So wow. I don't remember who he beat. I know I'm pretty sure he just gave it up, or had to give it up, like he lost a pride fight or something like that, and yeah, gave it up. But yeah, former champ. Well, you should track down some Bob Sat matches. We can do a watch along of that. That'd be <laughs> fucking great. You know, there's a. There's a couple of like pride matches. Like he, uh, there's uh, if you know Ernesto Hooch, he was like a champion or something like that of pride. He was like unbeaten, and Sap just beat the crap out of him somehow. I think he he had such heavy fists he just caught him. Yeah, because it wasn't. It certainly wasn't. Uh, it certainly wasn't skill. Yeah, uh, if he didn't catch you, usually in the first like two three minutes, forget it. He was gassed. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Well, it's funny. I think everyone too. I mean, same thing. But I showed up to oh, yeah. so, uh, you know, UTT Rob and the guys over at uh, Untaking the Territory. Um, I don't know if you follow them on the Twitter or not, but yeah, every day they post funny fucking uh, Tank Abbott memes. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> kind of like the whole Chuck Norris thing. Is like you know. I think I do follow that. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's those guys. That's awesome. Yeah, Rob, Rob yeah. and those guys are, are awesome. Listen, um, I know I've plugged it before, but yeah, they did a show. They did a watch along of the oldest recorded wrestling match ever from like 1912 wow. or some shit like that. So it was pretty cool. So I thought it was pretty ironic that the other figure you got is Tank Abbott along with Kenny Omega. So. <laughs> Tank Abbott came with a chair, but I lost the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, when I was watching a lot, I mean, I'm, yeah, because Tank Abbott was one of those guys back then too, but. Yeah, shout out to my buddy Danny. Yeah, we watched a shit ton of Pride. Um, but so we would watch some UFC, but it was just the the Pride stuff was just so much, you know, more interesting. Yeah, it really was. They yeah. they really do how to put on a show over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that really kind of took over for wrestling for a long time. So. Yeah, it really did. They were drawing sixty thousand people at the dome. Yeah, yeah. Bob Sapp, huh? Bob Sapp, my man. If I was a betting man, I would not have bet that you hit a Bob. It was one of the rare figures you've got. So, and his arms fell off too. 
My son probably uh, played with them a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do have a little, I don't know, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it, but we do have a Penta figure, but it's like nice. man-made um, that we bought from him, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, Faith loves her, loves her luchador, so our, our first AAW show, um, actually a yeah, Penta wrestled Teddy Hart. At our first, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Teddy Hart broke his arm like three minutes in, and it was kind of a shit show. Oh, and then, uh, the main event was ACH versus Phoenix. Oh that's, wow, that's a hell of a match. It was in the heavyweight title match, so yeah. uh, you know that's why it's good to see ACH now on on our screen for Ring of Honor. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that guy. So I I hope he finds some peace and he can come back to wrestling someday. But if not, you know, so. I hope he's happy doing what he does. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, speaking of uh, when we were throwing shade because of frontman Jossie, but um, in AAW. Yeah, frontman Jesse originally won the tag titles with ECH. Yes, that's right. So they lost uh he lost the tag titles recently, right? Tankman or they still have it? Yeah, him and Tankman are still Tamp, so Oh, okay, good. Good. Yeah, they wrestled I I mix up AAW and AIW at times. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, they're they're from the same area, right? Or yeah, I mean AI um I think they're similar. Indian, I think. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Indians. I mean, same area for the most part. So yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, yeah. Last month they had. Uh, well, I was there. Um, but yeah, it was Jossie and Tankman versus um, my boy Dante Leon. And uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So Noah wrestler Dante Leon. Yep. Um, yeah. and we are trying to campaign as a former AAW tag team champion because. Uh, he defended the belts of Jake something, although he never won the belts. But because <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake something won it with Kurt Stallion, but then you know that yeah. happened. So, yep, yep. I love Kurt Stallion too, <laughs> but it is what it is. So it is what it is. It's wrestling. Um, but yeah, what else did you do? You guys just cover CCW then Cage of Death, or did you guys matches? Uh, we kind of like went into a background of like how we found out about uh deathmatch wrestling and like a history of how we got into it and everything. And we did a little bit of uh current wrestling, talking about the Cody Roman match and stuff like that. Nice. You know, the usual podcast going off into uh tangents, so if you want to hear, you know, a few minute bit on Eight Mile, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, wow! All right, I, yeah, I will have to check. So it's all just is it just on Podbeam then? Yeah, it's just on Podbeam. Uh, I shared it on Twitter, shared it on Discord, shared it on Facebook, everywhere. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. I was proud of you guys. So I will, de- I will definitely listen. Um, I will probably won't be able to listen to it tomorrow because I said. Um, brother and I are recording a day early because uh, your boy High Five Tom at this time tomorrow will be at the UWM Milwaukee Panther Arena uh, watching uh, Dynamite for the first time since June of last year. That's great. It's going to be yeah, a big it like I think a... it's, yeah, yeah. I think there was a couple of matches that were announced that were uh, going to definitely be some big, big deals that are slipping my head right now or Dylas Young versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the AEW TV title. There you go. That's going to fucking... Right up your alley. 
Yep. Obviously, we're big Silas Young fans on on this podcast. Um, yep. as we will be doing a future one hour watch along. Um, but yeah, listen, I mean, yeah, and he's really starting to come into his own in you know in our time period. So good, good, yeah. I mean, yeah, in two yeah, 2011, 2012, like I said, yeah, his his rivalry with with Michael Elgin in AAW. Um, I don't mean to call it talk about AAW, but they're I mean they're in my local fed, but yeah, kid a legend. Um, I don't remember what else has been announced yet, though. I mean, I don't really. Pay I'm sure Jay White will probably be there. So yeah, I know someone. Yeah, it's pretty much was going off about Jay White's abs earlier today. So <laughs> I missed that. I I missed last week. I ended up ending working until something like I don't know, almost eight o'clock anyway. So, but uh, of course that happens every single time I uh. I ended up, or I, I missed Dynamite. Something big happens, whether it's Jeff Jarrett debuting or, you know, stuff like this. This always happens. Yeah, AEW's running Webley. Yeah, that's uh, that should be something. That's for sure. It's a big fucking venue. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think if they can get fifty, sixty thousand people in there, it's a win. Because that's a hell of a lot of people, and that's. You know, that's more than anybody else besides WWE and New Japan has done since WCW. And even they, I think their biggest crowd was, uh, I want to say when Goldberg won, they did 40,000 people. In Wembley? So, uh, no, no, in uh, the Georgia Dome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, being WCW... They put 41,000 people in there and announced it as 38,000. And that's why we're not watching them in, anymore. One of the many reasons. They literally under... They underdid it and they would do it all the time. They're they're dopes. Oh, you got Keith Lee and... Uh, Keith Lee and Chris Jericho. So you get to sing Judas. Yay. <laughs> I mean, I was at um, Keith Lee's last AAW match, so that's cool. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, so if yeah, Faith and I were both there, so we got to, we and we didn't really know much about him. We we're like, holy shit! Um, he's in a six man with somebody, but oh, I forgot to ask you. This is way off topic, but back to before. But um, have you seen Kevin Steen slash Kevin Owens in in the real life? Yes. Okay. I uh I well, saw I him. Seen, yeah, I would seem you'd seen him in like in Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, I saw him and Generico uh versus the Motor City Machine Guns at Hammerstein. That's cool. Yeah, that was when Motor City weren't they were only Impact at that point. And they uh Impact let them come over, so it was like a dream match. Nice. So I saw I saw that. I'm sure I saw I'm sure he was at the other two. I just can't remember what he did. The other ones I went to around that time. Yeah. So, yeah, I've definitely seen him uh, in the real life. Yeah, because the other time I've seen him was at uh, War Games in NXT in 2019. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, which is really, I was a surprise, which is really cool, but. I'm trying to see, because I went to, I went to a couple of NXTs, but I think he was gone by then. Yeah, yeah, he came in to help uh, 
Chompa's team. Oh yeah, that's right. Undisputed Era. So when Undisputed oh, Era awesome. was pretty much, you know, the the War Games team. So yeah, they sure were. And ironically enough, we will be talking about Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly all today. Ironically. Oh yeah, that's true. And Kevin, I'd, I'd even do that on purpose. So yeah. So, um, well, we do have a, a pay-per-view uh, to go over. And I know normally we usually do TV and then the pay-per-view, uh, but TV's was kind of more of a review of said pay-per-view. So we're going to do the pay-per-view first. Um, However, yeah. I think we have something else to go for with first, right? Oh, Jesus, I can't believe I forgot because I've, I've got you right in front of me. <laughs> but um, thank you, Brendan. No we problem. have a question of honor all the way from another country. That's right. And a different time zone for at least you? I don't know if it's a different time zone for me. Um, but Will sent us a question of dishonor. Yep. Uh, the Briscoes are presented on the new tag titles in honor of Jay Briscoe. Who would you have tributes for if you needed to redesign the TV, world, or peer titles? Now, I did ask Will if they had to be dead. He did not respond, so I'm going to say no. It's going to make this a shit ton easier. <laughs> Otherwise, I mean, really, it would only be like Jay Briscoe. I can't think of anybody else that is uh, really passed away that would have held those titles. Um. Well, didn't Xavier recently pass away? That's right. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I literally just saw that just now. Yeah, um, I completely forgot about that. Just because Steve Carino was picking on him last week. That's right. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like, yeah, Kevin, or Kevin Steen's a, a great champ, you know, on the list of champs. He's like, well, except for Xavier. Um, <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. What a prick. <laughs> um, I mean, he was feuding yeah. him with them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I don't think Jimmy Rave ever held the TV belt, but I'm going to no, go. He never held the TV belt. He never held. Did he hold the pure? No, he never did. Wrestled uh, for a lot of belts. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm assuming it's got to be somebody alive. Yeah. Um, who do you got? So for the world title, I would think it would have to be Samoa Joe. Okay. Just because he he made that title, he's the longest running champion. He he helped save. Ring of Honor from the Abyss when uh, Rob Feinstein decided to put it in public how he likes children. Uh, LOL. I'll pretend you said 18. Uh, yeah, I mean, he had banger after banger of uh, of matches with a wide variety of opponents. Him and Punk is still talked about as one of the best trilogies and it was 20 years ago just about at this point yeah so it's hard to really i mean there are a lot of other guys that uh had great title reigns but uh joe i think is the pinnacle yeah and actually speaking of punk uh versus joe brother and i in the future will be doing a review slash watch along of punk uh versus joe three because yes. you were in the building correct I certainly was. I was third row. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I think. Third or fourth. It doesn't um, matter. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with Samoa Joe. I I went um with the other person that really brought into prominence, 
And it's obviously uh, Brian Danielson. Yes. Um, you know, he really kind of elevated it just just a tad more. I mean, you really couldn't do more with it than what Jade or what Joe did. Um, what six hundred and fifty days, something like that. Yeah, and Danielson had such a long reign, and you know he had a lot of like hour draws. It was, his reign was more like uh the old school NWA title uh reign where he would you know do the hour. So. Yeah, and make it look so goddamn effortless. Yes. Yeah. Like you the look hour at, with a separated shoulder, I believe. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, you look at the guy, and he's not even fucking breathing heavy afterwards. No, him and Austin Aries went like ninety minutes at one point. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Austin Aries, pride of Waukesha, Wisconsin. I don't know if "pride's" the right word, but yeah, the fact yeah. that matters. Guy could fucking go though. Yes, yeah, he he was a, I was a big fan of his. Now, his, with Austin uh, Aries, obviously, you know, let's not focus on the negative, but um, he had a decent run in WWE, but then he shattered his oral bone. It seemed like that kind of that kind of put the kibosh on his any kind of momentum he had in WWE. I think that and the fact uh for him just being him. Yeah, I, I he he was him. I think he got left off of Mania or put on the pre-show and let his uh words be known about it and that was that was the beginning of any end for him because he's a cruiserweight champion wasn't he yeah yeah he had a great run with the cruiserweight title too um yeah it's funny because he's got a lot of because he's a he's a vegan um and i got no yes, problem he with was. um <laughs> and uh he's got a lot of really good recipes on that ddp yoga um app mm-hmm. yeah faith has got a couple of good recipes that she usually is so um yeah, Austin Aries is someone I, I obviously I know the name. You know, he is a Milwaukee guy. Um, but yeah, I mean he had a legendary run in Ring of Honor. So I really He had a great run too, because his was like he defend he tried to defend it like as much as possible. Like he packed his run wasn't super long, but he packed a lot into that run. That's awesome. Yeah, and that was like the story of it by the end of it, by the time he lost it, it was like you know, he, he did so much that he finally just couldn't keep up anymore. Yeah. I don't remember his second run very much. Um, but because I mean he teamed with Tyler Black for a long time. Were they were they were the age uh, of the they, they were the opponents? And eventually he joined with Age of the Fall. But I wanna say he, he teamed more with Jimmy Jacobs. Okay. And he was banging Lacey at the time. Yeah, that that feud went on for like a hundred years. Ah, uh, so it's kind of like the Briscoes and Ruskin's greatest tag team. Yeah, the Briscoes were involved also because <laughs> they were feuding with Age of the Fall, uh, teaming with Austin. There were six mans. There was, uh, you know, all that. I mean, Briscoe. I mean, I I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but seriously, is there any two wrestlers more synonymous with uh? A company than the Briscoes and Ring of Honor. Nope. Um, ECW and like maybe the Sandman. That's like it. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't have even he left. Yeah, five time ECW champion. I had four out of those five too. Nice. I wouldn't have gotten Morocco. I had uh Raven. (laughs) I had Whipwreck because I really loved Whipwreck. 
that's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I love Mikey Whipwreck. So, yeah, um, he's still alive, right? He had some health. Yeah. He had some health problems. He him he had a podcast for a little while with Jerry Lynn, right? Yeah, with Jerry Lynn, front row material. It was a great podcast. I very entertaining. Also, how I found the Wizards, but nice. um, yeah, he he talked about he had a lot of uh, he had some brain problems and and such from uh, all the concussions he had. He had back problems as well. I mean, yeah, there. It, if your name wasn't Spike Dudley, nobody took more punishment than Mike Whipwreck and ECW. So, yeah, but those two, I don't know how the, I don't know how Spike's walking today. I, I, I don't either. It's like, Jesus yeah, Christ. Um, how was so Jerry Lynn's a pretty entertaining podcast? He, it, the two of them together were a very fun podcast, nice. they played nice. off well off each other. Yeah, Jerry was the straight guy who had dry sense of humor and uh Mikey was uh Mikey was funny as hell. Okay. Yeah, because I mean Jerry Lynn's really not known for his promos, but obviously we're no. a big Jerry Lynn fan. I'm a big I don't mean to speak for Will, um, uh, but I'm a big Jerry Lynn fan, obviously, as the first match. I was too, yeah. Um, I Jerry definitely was Nigel, but um interesting. Yeah, I wonder I liked everybody that was in ECW though, except for Jason. That's like it. I, you know, I didn't like Jerry. Jerry Lynn was just, I mean, I was just that guy where like, well, you're not setting anything on fire. Uh, <laughs> you're not doing anything crazy, but, you know, I was just so immature I was. Yeah. So at the time, so. Do you and have somebody for the other two titles? I do. I do. I have one for Pure. And I think, uh, let's go. Why don't you go first this time? I well, I mean, it's tough with a pure title. It's it's pretty fucking obvious. Um, but I mean, how can you not pick Nigel McGuinness? That's who I had. Um, you know, but honestly, anybody that won it um would be deserving. I mean, Jonathan Gresham would be tough not to because I mean he literally is the epitome of a pure champion. Yeah. Um, in, in more ways than one, but Nigel's the one that really took the. I mean, he what 600, yeah. Well, maybe also, yeah, I think, yeah, Nigel, I think, he had it for 650 days, the pure title. I think that was he a- had it for a long time, and his matches with the pure title was always entertaining because he was the first one to really use the rules to his advantage, like the rope breaks and the strikes and not strikes and everything. Yeah, so his uh, his matches were always entertaining. No matter who he fought, I wonder why they originally put took it away. Uh, you know, I have no idea. I maybe it, maybe it just wasn't connecting as much with the fans, or maybe they didn't want to. I have no idea because yeah. the TV title didn't come like soon afterwards, so it wasn't like they replaced one with the other. Right. Um, did you have someone besides Nigel? No, I, I Nigel would have been my guy too. And for some odd reason, maybe it's with with uh, the "Can you beat that?" from yesterday. Kind of doing a little bit of research. Um, it would almost be cool to get put AJ Styles on there, being the first one. Yep. And you know, because I didn't realize they didn't even recognize him as a pure champion for like ten years. 
Not yeah, he, uh, with no, no fault of his own, but yeah, he was the first pure champion, and he never lost the belt. Uh, TNA pulled their talent, so right after he won, they had to have another uh, another one where Doug Williams won. Yeah, and they basically renamed it, right? It was like yeah, it was like a pure title and then a pure championship title or something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was I, I was so. of like different lineage. So it'd be kind of cool just to shout out AJ Styles, say hey, thank you for all you done. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was cool. They were building some cool stuff at that point too, because they were having him and Joe interact a lot, and Joe was the heavyweight title or champion. AJ was the pure champion. So they were they were doing some good stuff there. AJ is such a unique figure, like um, I was in and out of wrestling at the early 2000s, but I knew AJ Styles' name for some reason. Like, he was like a prospect that WWE didn't sign, and that was like... They offered it to him, him, but he didn't want to take like a developmental deal, move, and yeah. make 500 bucks a week. Um, Obviously, it worked out for him. Yeah, it worked out great. <laughs> Yeah, because that was like early 2000. I'm talking like 2000, 2001, 2002, right? Or something like that. Yeah, he won the pure title in 2003. Okay. Uh, The end of 2003. Yeah, and obviously he's one of the main building blocks of Impact slash TNA, whatever. You know, right off the bat. So um, that was like a big coup for them to get him. So Yeah. Yeah, he was on, uh, I think he started with Ring of Honor, the third show or something like that. Wow, okay. Yeah. Second or third show. I think it was the third. But low-key or something like that. AJ is so fucking good. He was. He still is. Still is. Yeah. You know, not on WrestleMania, but... Yeah, he's hurt. Okay. I think he hurt his uh, ankle or something like that a couple of weeks ago. Or a couple of months ago. Yeah, I mean, he's hasn't not been back yet. He's I think he's my age, actually, I think. Yeah, he's not that old, that's for sure. Yeah, I remember him showing up at the end of WCW. Him and uh, Air Paris. Really? uh, Yeah, they were in the cruiserweight tag team division. So I think it was the last like month or two they were there. So he really has been. I mean, well, not ECW, but unless he made an appearance in ECW, but nah, he didn't. Probably would have. Well, he was with WCW, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan. You know, when WWE. So yeah. Wow. Um, and then the TV title. I'll be honest. I didn't have anybody for this one. Honestly, the first person that comes to mind for me is Jay Lethal. That's a good one. Yes, he was champion forever. Yeah, um, you know, he was champion when we first started doing the podcast, and then he went off and did whatever he was doing. But yeah, for I mean, yeah, because for the longest time it was Jay Briscoe as world, you know, spoiler alert, you know, 2015, you know, it was Jay Lethal was TV and Jay or Jay Briscoe was world title. He did Um, have a long, long reign eventually that you will come to, um, I'm sure in a couple of years. Yeah. Eventually, so um, yeah, Jay Lethal is really the first person that came to mind um for me. So obviously, I mean, there's not a lot of history to TV title because I mean, just got TV. 
You know, I know yeah. the. I think they they had a TV title for HDNet, didn't they? I believe they. I think that's what this was. Okay. This might have started with HDNet. Okay. I think Daniels was TV champ. Edwards might have been the first one, oh. but Daniels was for a little while, and Generico kind of hopped around a little bit. Yeah. That's a good pull, though. Lethal, that would be my pick, also. Um, Anybody but Matt Taven. <laughs> do you not like Matt Taven now, or do you not like Matt Taven then? I did not like Matt Taven. He's a, he's one of those guys, and I always say it, the Wizards can get you to like a guy by doing an interview. He's one of those guys I listen to his interview, and I'm like, all right, this guy's pretty good. I hated Matt Taven until... Um, it was a house show here in Milwaukee for Ring of Honor in 2019, and uh, me and my buddy, buddy Garrett, shout out to Garrett, I need to text him and talk to him forever. Um, we actually met at that show, but we mm-hmm. gave Taven so much shit, and he just gave it right back to us the entire time, and then we saw That's him great. in the show, and he was so cool about it. I was like, all right, I, I can't hate this guy. That's I, cool. Yeah, we just, lit. It, it was great. I mean, it was tit for tat the entire time. Um, then we even got him cracking up a couple times, so and he was such a good sport about it. I'm like, all right. Um, I was definitely one of those people that was very, very irate that he was the man standing at the end of Supercard of Honor, yeah, uh, me too. You won Supercard, yeah. um, especially considering I was a humongous Marty Skrull fan, me too. <laughs> um, I thought that's who should have won, but yeah, I they mean, knew better. Supposedly, and that was the beginning of Ring of Honor for a long time. But yeah, um, that was uh, well, that was like the Starcade '97 of Ring of Honor. It's like the biggest moment ever, and then it's like the downfall comes. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, it's 2029 here in the podcast. It's going to be tough, but we'll worry about about that in six years. So there you go. We we do get that house show. Yeah, the one time I took a leak during a match, I come back and my chairs were shattered because uh. Teton got flipped over as a, a lucha mask, and Teton got all thrown and shattered my chair. I was like, damn it. My uh, my first Ring of Honor I went to, uh, I actually lost my chair. Nice. Because uh, there was a, uh, what was it? It was the Carnage crew, who was H.C. Loke, Tony DeVito, Masada, and Just Incredible against... Nice. Uh, the Texas Wrestling Academy, uh, who was Hot Stuff Hernandez, who got concussed as hell in that match. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. I think it, the other guys were Fast Eddie, who was uh, legally blind and wrestled. <laughs> Don Juan, who did nothing, and I don't, I don't even remember who the fourth guy. You no, know Brian Kendrick on that because wasn't Brian Kendrick? No, he was originally, but this was uh. This was 03, so he was already in WWE by that point. Okay. Yeah, so this was like the uh, the newer Texas wrestling guys. So, uh, Masada, er, it was a hardcore match. So, Masada comes stumbling over and just says, like, I need a chair. And stupid me just gets up and hands him his chair. Or my chair. And I just, he ended up getting put through it, too, which is even better. Yeah, that, that's how. I stood for a couple of weeks. Or for a couple of matches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much. I tried to never leave during a match, but they didn't have intermission. And I had to pee, and 
the bathroom was so far away, so ah, that stinks. Yeah, but um, but Brendan, uh, thank yeah. you for reminding me there. Will, uh, hope you are enjoying your vacation, my friend, and you are not thinking about us at all. Um, yeah. better have your your um self in the ocean as we are recording this. But uh, did me but proud Brendan, with that question, Will. Yeah, that was a really good one. That was a very Brendan-esque type question. So definitely, um, of course, you can give us our answer. So we're gonna have to leave you the cliffhanger high fivers. And uh, you're going to have to wait till next week until Will gets us his answer. So, yeah. He's Unless he texts me, and I mean, I probably won't drop this till Saturday. So, if he texts me, I'll maybe do a little re record. But uh, on to the main event of the show, Brandon. Yep. Super card of honor. The original air date, I did not write down. Um, me neither. April 6th, 2013. That sounds right. Emanating from the basement of the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, and now I was going to ask you a little bit later, but so have you been on both levels? Because the Hammerstein's two different ballrooms. Yes, the TV taping was upstairs, right? I've only watched. Yeah, the TV taping was where the Kabashi match was. Okay, and I've only watched it where this was. I've only been to wrestling at that. Okay, because I've always sat on the uh the balconies. Where were you sitting for GCW? Where I stayed uh, under as... you guys, I believe, like the okay. the first rung, okay, of uh, balcony. Yeah, because a bunch of assholes want to watch fucking football and not going. Like... <laughs> I mean, it was some pretty awesome football. If I do say so, it was my friend. My friend was watching it on his phone though, the whole time. I didn't fly all the way to fucking New York City to watch goddamn football. As I'm going to say, but it was exciting. <laughs> it worked out as it was supposed to. So. Uh, but our opening match here, Brendan, it is QT Marshall with a mystery partner. Um, and QT Marshall comes out with his uh his spokesman, the barrister, and you know the barrister's gone all over the world and uh drops Tanahashi's name, so everyone's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because everyone oh, believed Tanahashi would came with QT Marshall. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But then 10 minutes later, I swear to God, R.D. Evans went on for <laughs> fucking forever. Um, yeah. It turns out uh, QT's mystery partner is R.D. Evans. <laughs> now, um, how much do you know about R.D. Evans, like, not as the barrister? Um, A decent amount. I remember when he debuted, actually, in Chikara. So, because yeah, he, he, he can actually go, can he? He can, yeah. He he. He had a nice run in Chikara. He was a good wrestler. He was I for I can't remember his name, but it was whatever it was. It was ridiculous. Uh, and I remember they were having videos uh, leading up to one of the big Chikara shows. It might have even been King of Trios that the band was coming, and this was the time that. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac were all free agents. And it wouldn't put, I guess they wouldn't put it past Chikara to, you know, they used to bring in the former WWE guys for King of Trios. Yeah. So there were people thinking like, oh my God, the band, it's going to be them. And then out comes R.D. Evans and somebody else in a legit marching band costume. <laughs> yeah, and that was the band. Because <laughs> he's like a character, right? 
yeah he's a he's a hell of a character so oh. he had uh he had some ridiculous stuff go on in uh chikara i mean chikara was ridiculous but yeah yeah he uh, fit in real well there yeah i've got a there's a couple Trios tournaments i need to rewatch. um i know yeah. they're on iwtv i think i had a couple of them they were uh they were they were always pretty good yeah, there. I think it was 2016. My buddy um, Travis, who you were, if you've listened to the um, Chopper and Up series I had on from the Wrestle Special, um, I did. Um, oh, did you listen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. A very good one. Travis is a great dude. Um, yes. Yeah, listen, you should. His podcast is fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, him and uh, this bud, you know, grad, someone in 2016. So I was gonna rewatch that one. Yeah, because I mean, fucking everybody was in that tournament, I guess. So yeah. But, they brought back one, two, three kid for one of the, uh, one of the King of Trios, teaming with uh, I want to say Darren Corbin actually. Oh no shit! Yeah, I think it was him, Corbin, and uh, Eric Cannon were like the Minnesota crew, and they fought fucking Hakushi, and oh jeez, I don't remember who the other ones were, but I remember it was like a big deal that one, two, three kid and. Hakushi squared off at a King of Trios. Wow, I'll have to track that down. Because I, I got real slash kayfabe heat with Sean Waltman slash one, two, three piece of shit. So he was like the one wrestler I always thought I could fight and I could actually beat him. Next so, thing you know, you find out he's like 6'2". Yeah, I said, like, oh, <laughs> shit, God damn it. Um, but, uh, Brendan, uh, we do have a match here. Um, as a but they are wrestling uh, two of our favorites, and I, I don't want to assume that two of your favorites, but ACH and Tadarius Thomas, which I'm kind of glad they teamed him up. Um, but, dude, this is your curtain jerker. That's a good start. <sighs> Anytime you get two guys like ACH and Tadarius Thomas in the ring yeah, in the first match, you're going to have a hot start. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Yeah, I, I love these two. So are you on you on this Darius Thomas train like we are? A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I barely remember him. He came in right after like I don't want to say I stopped watching, but like I stopped paying attention as much, but I would always see his name and man, he de- he delivered. Um yeah, and obviously I mean they're super high in ACH. You know, he won that six man yeah. last week and he's got a TV title uh, next week on TV. Um, That's right. And uh, Caleb LaCroix says that ACH stands for always count on heart. I really think, even though they said it's not, I'm pretty sure it's actually his initials in real life. Probably. I think so. But, I remember uh, when he showed up, when his name started showing up, I just thought he was like, Ock. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I like I would read his name before I like would see um, it. Yeah. So, you know, this is like... 2012 or something like that so all you got is message boards you don't have people talking on podcasts at that point except Colt cabana well and i I was the same way too because um yeah because uh in the banking world when i used to be in banking uh ach is automated clearinghouse so that's how you get all your payments via bank (laughs) so i was like what um yeah so look at the card for like i talked about earlier you know that first aew show versus phoenix versus ach and i was just like Phoenix is wrestling some guy from a bank. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Obviously, was, I was wrong. Guy. 
Yeah, like I mean, obviously, my, I have an ACH T-shirt that's the the face of my my Twitter page. But uh, um, you know, honestly, Artie Evans didn't look horrible. No, um, you know, QT's looking super pretty solid here. You know, I always thought he was just fine, but he he looked pretty good. He definitely looked pretty good in this match. I mean, he's a super super solid wrestler. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen that documentary that's on Tubi of QT Murphy? I have not. No. Um, it's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, you should you should definitely check it out. And uh, he kind of talks in there how he kind of he shit the bed a little bit in the Ring of Honor, but uh, um, good match. You know, a little slow. I mean, listen, I I'm a little upset. Listen, you know, R.D. Evans starts to show off with a ten minute speech, but uh, that spinning clover leaf into the sharpshooter thing that ACH did. I had that on my, in my notes. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Awesome. I mean, yes, he really showed out here. Um, before we go to the end of the match, do you have any other kind of notes on the match or anything? Um, uh, just you know, it was a great match. Nobody, a fun opener. This is you know, this is a great way to uh start the show. Yeah, you know, I did like uh, in Artie's promo how he uh teased uh, he teased that QT would be teaming with Lacey Evans at one point. <laughs> no, Lee, no, it was uh. Um, Lacey Quack, Lacey Von Erich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lacey Von Erich, that's right. Yeah, yeah that it, that was around the time that she was in uh, TNA and was just an awful, awful wrestler. Yeah, I was like, kind of like, where the fuck are they going with that? But uh, <laughs> yeah, and I remember when Lacey Evans started showing up, I thought that was like, because I heard I knew Lacey Von Erich's name. So I was like, I thought maybe these were gimmicked her, but thankfully, I mean, okay, which one's worse, Lacey Evans or Lacey Von Eric? Von Eric, by, uh, by far and away. Wow. By far and away. That's she so was bad. bad. Wow. I don't even think they let her in the ring. She was uh, Carrie's daughter, right? Yeah, she was Carrie's daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um, she, was, uh, she was not good. Yeah. But in the end, Brundon, um, ACH does that, uh, I think it's called the Big Bang Attack DDT thing. Uh, it's like a front backpack DDT. Looks yeah. awesome. Uh, perfect for him. Uh, hits it on QT for the for the one, two, three. So uh, the new tag team of QT Marshall and RD Evans is 0-1. Yep. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how far they take uh, they take this um, ACH and uh, TV because, honestly, um, not to be this guy, but I would like to see him battle each other. Yeah, yeah. And, but but you, I mean, you have to give them fifteen minutes, though. Yeah, yeah. Can't, so. can't give him like five. Um, but and then after that, uh, after all this shit, Charlie Haas talked, and this is this is a little tough watching this because I knew this was going to happen. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, um, all that she's going to talk, and Charlie Haas doesn't even show up for Super... And he's, quote-unquote, retired from Ring of Honor. My guy. I was heartbroken. Uh, Love me some Charlie Haas. Yeah, I mean, has Charlie Haas ever not showed... Or, uh, not not showed up? Because, I mean, he stood up the Wizards one uh, recently, too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was supposed to be on one of the... Uh, he's supposed to be on the anniversary show, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and then he stood them up. Motherfucker. So, um, that chuck. Uh, but then Shelton, Shelton does show up, uh, but they gave him a microphone. 
you know, I enjoyed his promo. I thought he did a good job. I was expecting a shit show, and I uh, I thought he did a pretty damn good job. Um, I love Shelton Benjamin, but I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he thinks Haas made uh, bring him uh, jump him. You know, obviously, but uh, he does bring in Cheeseburger. Yes. Um, and I'm pretty sure he calls him Cheeseburger, right? So I think it's official. yeah. He definitely mentioned he called him Cheeseburger. Um. But he uh, he's about to shake Cheeseburger's hands when Bennett hits uh, Bennett's music hits, and uh, Bennett's been out for a while. It's been about three months since he's been in there. I kind of kind of forgot about him a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were they were cheering him coming back. I mean, yeah. it's hard not to cheer him when he's got Maria by his side. But. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, you like yeah, they are cheering him, and then uh, obviously he costs everybody, um, you know, and then everyone wants to sign, you know, Bennett. Uh, country bands, hip hop bands, reality TV, uh, wrestling shows. Um, and I didn't want to look because him and Maria leave within the next year or so. It's a while too. Okay, because they it, they oh, definitely Heather. they had a run with uh, New Japan also. Nice. Okay. Yeah, through. Oh ROH, wait, yeah, so he's, he's there the, for a while. Okay, yeah, he's with Kingdom. That's all we'll say. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're right. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. Yeah, yeah buddy. Um. You know, no one's come to see Sher- uh, Shelton and uh, shriveled little Shelton, or or he's like, yeah, no one wants to see Shelton Benjamin and uh, Shri- he calls cheeseburger shriveled Shelton. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, but so I I may have missed this and I can't rewind on it, but cheeseburger grabs the mic and tells Bennett. And his dad and his did he call Maria cum dumpster? He certainly did. Holy, holy wow, hell, they I left that like, on TV or on whatever they were streaming. I mean, I know it's pay per view, but I was like, did he really just say that? Yeah, that uh, that made me glad I was watching that alone. <laughs> yeah, it's like because uh, I was uh, I was thinking about watching some of this with my son and. The, that kind of vindicated myself. I don't need to. I don't need that question. <laughs> yeah, you, you got about five or six years before you got to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I'm I'm glad I I didn't miss that. So yeah, because now with I mean now we can speed up Honor Club. Yes. But the time bars like this. Yeah, it's I tried to go back and forth at one point and just gave up. Yeah, so I think they are trying to improve it. So I, I might send some of my comments, but put more of the fucking shows on. There's a lot of shit that took off, too. Oh, that's too bad. There's but, so much good shit. Yeah, because I was going to go back and watch that match. It was um the day after Joe and uh, Kobashi. I was going to watch the take team match from the day before, and it's not on there. Oh, that sucks. That's a, like, yeah, they took a whole a bunch match. of like they took a whole bunch of shit off, so I don't know if they that's naming or I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I'll try and be patient. But anyways, uh, but our next match, uh, impromptu, it is Shelton Benjamin versus Mike Bennett. Uh, and dude, these two were awesome together. Yeah, these uh, this was a damn good match. I mean, Shelton is he's always solid. I, everything he does looks good. Yeah, like, it, it, he just yes, Minnesota native. Yeah, he went to co- he actually went to college at the same time as my buddy Andy. Did he really? Yeah, my uh my buddy Andy that did a review of Hunt uh Hunt for out October. We're gonna do a review <laughs> of Slapshot coming up too, but that's something in the future. Ah, great. Love Slapshot. 
Full time hockey. Yeah. I haven't seen them moving fucking forever. But, Me uh, too. you know, it took them a little while to get feeling out. But, uh, you know, obviously we get some Mike and Maria porn. Um, but then uh, Maria fills up Shingle, uh, Shelton Benjamin thinking it's Mike. Uh, did Caleb Seltzer really say Maria's got jungle fever too? I have that written down in the notes. I was going to say that. And I can't believe he said that. I mean, I know it's 2013, but I was like, woof. And my foreshadow why certain things happened later. We'll yeah. Get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, Caleb LaCroix was not fun and and this role as a pervy, but um No. You know, but which uh basically ended up with Maria getting knocked out. Uh and but uh, in the end, uh Bennett gets the win with uh Paul Turner way out of position. Oh jeez, nope. he needed a, uh, he was blind in this match. Yeah. Uh yeah, they didn't do him any favors. Yeah. Well, yeah, fun. I mean, listen, yeah, these, I mean, say what you will about Mike Bennett. Um, obviously, we love Mike Bennett now as the human being. Yes. You know, he just had a great dog collar match with Davey Vega um, at AAW. Uh, you know, but people forget Duke can fucking go. He can. I noticed, too, in the middle of the match, he uh, started his uh, planting his uh, CM Punk seeds a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he definitely did like a go to, you know, go to sleep. Uh, people can't see me, but yeah, you know, call it out, punk. Cause uh, was this what punk was gone by that point or no? No, I think he was. That was two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but, it was Romania in fourteen. I think. Yeah, it was right, right day after Royal Rumble in two thousand fourteen. Oh. So not yeah. too far away. So not too far away. Yeah. Oh, uh, you yeah. want to get Ring Honor fans to hate you? Make fun of CM Punk. It just works at that point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You got any other comments on there? I mean, a real fun match. Yeah, it was a good. You know, it was a good match. It's good to see Mike yeah. back. Um. Besides the weird comments and everything, I mean, it was a little oof. Um. Shit. What next, Brandon? We've got what's basically a number one contenders match. Yep. That's Michael Elgin versus Jay Lethal. Um I called this the real battle of scum. <laughs> yeah. Since both guys uh have certain alle- well Elgin more, but certain allegations against both guys, so that's hilarious. Um <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was pretty yeah. sure. Um but yeah, they are talking, you know, how Kevin Steen's going to rarefied air. Uh, with this reigns, not necessarily the length, but definitely, I mean, because he had like 30 plus title defenses, I think. Yeah, he de- he defended it like every chance he got. Um, but that was going back to the Jim Cornette part where Cornette said every ch- every time you're wrestling, it's for the title. So he's yeah. just ragging him up. And then, um, you know, Elgin has slimmed down there talking about uh, to get a little quicker and to maintain his strength. Uh, but obviously, match started off quick. Um, you yeah, know, sure did. These two are, I mean, are, are fucking magic. I mean, you know, say what you will about Jay Lethal as a human being. Um, say what you say about Michael Elgin. Dude's a fucking go. Yeah. Was, Especially you know, at this point, too. Yeah. Like he, Lethal was really coming into his own at this point and really uh, planting the future seeds of what he would, what he would become to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, because I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, Jay Letha will really become um, the man. Yeah, he was Ring of okay. Honor. So, so for a long time. Um, but Elgin only does a 31 second suplex, not the usual 60. Oh, did he usually go longer? Yeah, he usually he usually does some 60 seconds and every time. I don't give a shit, you know, what the other guys do when that's a fucking feat. Um there was a uh this is wrestling chant. Yeah. I hate those damn chants. Wrestling this, is not just this. <laughs> wrestling is everything. Yes. Um but he did uh Elgin also hit a deadlift superplex. Uh, yes. I remember him hit I don't know if it was around this time or maybe a little bit in the future. Him and uh Brian Cage would team in uh PWG and they would both do the same they would both do this. And like usually they would hold them up for like thirty seconds for this. They were the wow. uh Unbreakable fucking machines. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Um they did play the living shit out of like that old, you know, lethal's like, oh, I'll make I'll make you I'll make you shatter. You're breakable, blah blah blah. But um <laughs> there was one point that Jay Lethal does set the lethal injection. Um yes. but Elgin no kicks no. out at one. Did he no, he didn't even get a chance to zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he does kill a guy's finish. Good job there, Hogan. Yeah, no shit, really. Uh, he even kicked out of the hell of the king. Um, but then Elgin hits a super, uh, survives, survives the hell of the king, hits a super Elgin bomb, uh, back fist bomb into the spinning power bomb for the win. He had a rainmaker too. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he had a, he had a spinning rainmaker. It's like holy shit, Okada wasn't. I don't think he was. I don't think he was Kato at this point in TNA. But yeah, oh. he may not have even been back in New Japan at this point. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, great match. I mean, obviously, these two show why they are. You know who they are. Um, yeah, Michael Elgin will get his 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 shot. Um, I'll admit, even though uh, I was pretty sure Elgin won. When uh, Lethal hit the uh, hit the elbow, it got me. Like I really thought that was it. Like yep. me and my friends, when we watch wrestling, you could always tell like when a pinfall gets us because we like flinch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, yeah. We always got like if one guy flinches, the other ones looks like ah that guy you didn't it. <laughs> yeah, it's like this I one did. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, it's so, a hell of a match. I liked it a lot more than I remembered too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, these two were going to be awesome. Yeah, uh, I just wish Elgin. One thing that always bothered me about him is I feel like he needed like just a finisher, not like like four moves in a row that he always needed to do. Like Austin has the stunner, Rock yeah. has the rock bottom, Punk has go to sleep, all Elgin has a back fist, and then a buckle bomb. And then another power bomb and blah blah blah. Just you know, get that impact finisher and finish it off. Yeah, those goddamn spinning backfists, though. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Especially when he hits it. Like, him and Roddy always had great chemistry. You know? I mean, it seemed like Roddy's head would fucking fly off. So he made Edge Kong flinch. <laughs> God, who did she hit? 
Medusa Yeah, one girl. or somebody, probably. No, it was one of the little Japanese girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of those times where, like, you just, that moment's ingrained in your head. Like, it was Yes. on Raw, and, like, she killed this girl. Oh, okay, yeah. It's towards the end of uh Yeah, I was... the WWE thing. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, ugh. Anyways, um, yeah. but Elgin is uh, shouting at, uh, you know, a great sport. He's cheering for Lethal to get up. Um, blah, 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 blah. But then. Somebody play the NWO theme. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> here comes the here comes the black Um, and um, white. to break it up. Um, I did have to laugh that, uh, Clint, um, even though I don't like Cliff Compton, uh, but yeah, Clint don't surf shirt. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, then they like they've been doing it's right into the Ring of Honor versus Scum match. I mean, it made sense for them to attack at the time. Like, these are the two big Ring of Honor guys. This is the next in line for Steve. And so, you know, let's kick his ass. Yeah, and I totally spoiled the end here when I actually mentioned earlier who they who they got a shot against. But hopefully no one might notice that. So I didn't say Steen, so I was like, whoops. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. But we've got Jimmy Jacobs, our fan. Rhett Titus, another fan. Cliff Compton, not a fan. Rhino, I don't mind. Jimmy Rafe uh, versus Scene Big fan. to Wrestle Factory uh, versus friend of Brain Wrestler Boys, Brett B.J. Whitmer, and Mike Mondo, along with the national treasurer, Mike Mark Briscoe. Hell of a hell of a Ted man there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carino. He was gold. I love Dropping Steve. R bombs right He off the bat. literally right there in my notes drops the R bomb. <laughs> it was a different time. Jungle fever and Yeah. you know, R bombs and everything. So Yeah, Carino is definitely back in the era of honor begins for him, so Yeah. Um That's what Carino always said. He's like, you know, I'm never going to apologize. I'm going to tell, you know, I'm going to tell people what I really think about him. He said, uh, you know, he's the guy that told David Flair he's lucky his his dad married his mom and not one of the other 400 people he impregnated. <laughs> Did you really he told, tell? uh, oh, yeah, he told Dustin Rhodes uh, that his dad cut Magnum TA's breaks breaks. Since he was getting over bigger than him. So Carino never held his tongue. That's <laughs> great. yep. That's wow. He called out Buff Bagwell about having uh, the stinker also in uh, in w the WWE WCW thing. Wow. Yeah, he was a he's entertaining on the mic. Yeah, he called the yeah, I called CNC Russell Factory the black version of the Midnight Rockers. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, but wow. Um, before we get into the match, uh, Steve Carino does not like. Caleb. no he does not He no he uh he shit all over him he destroyed him. he did Like that was a working throw into the barricades thing. <laughs> Um yeah. that or Caleb Seltzer's a great worker. Um because he wasn't moving. No, he wasn't. Yeah, I I have noticed. it in my notes. Kill Carino kills Caleb, thank God. Ah, <laughs> I think I'd had enough of him by that point. 
I didn't mind Caleb until he started trying to fit in with yeah. uh, the Jungle Fever comments and shit like that. When he was the straight guy, I thought he was pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen an announcer literally get thrown off a broadcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, basically there's a bunch of handcuffs uh, going on once again. There's a mugging. Uh, but Rhino Spear Cedric for the win. Um, do you really have any? Do you have any notes on the actual match? Uh, it, you know, I did like the way that Scum was in control for a while when it actually became a match. They did a good job of cutting off the ring and quick tags, getting everybody in there. So, Mark yeah. Briscoe is a fucking treasure as usual. So, He's so good. Yeah, he was. And wow. I feel like Scum had to win this one, too. I mean, yeah, well, they haven't lost at all, so... Yeah, that's true, too. Um, But then we get something a little different for Ring Honor. We get a Joel promo, or a Jay promo. Um, I did now, like this. Last of Sunshine. Um, now, was it six matches he had? Six ton of matches? I think it was six, yeah. yeah. Okay, I tried going he back and two home. with Joe. He had Xavier... Uh, um, Nigel Morishima, who's the other one? Roderick. Oh, Roderick was oh, maybe it's seven then, yeah, yeah, because Roderick was his last one in January of uh 2011. Yeah, yeah, I damn, I, I need to track down those Joel J matches in that steel cage. I was at that one at our best, I think it was, I want to say December 3rd, 2003. Three or four, I don't Wow. That was a bloody brawl. That was a oh my goodness. What a what a match. Um yeah, and I got my notes on here. You know, obviously do you remember any of those? So obviously you because you were in the building. So yeah, that one I was. And um what was playing in the background, you know? I you know, I realized that afterwards, I think they played everybody's theme music. Like the uh, the champions theme during, uh, well, no, they didn't because they didn't play Joe's. Yeah, because I thought the same song playing over and over. No, like they had a death metal song when it was him versus Jerry Lynn. So that was another one. That's right, and I'm pretty sure they played Roderick's theme when they. Uh, okay. Towards when the they end, had yeah. the Roderick one, yeah. Um. But I did like I, I did like it. it. It felt a little long, but it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice. In, you know, retrospective. Yes. Um, you know, and especially for and I didn't realize. Obviously, you know, because I'm, I'm a bit of a novice to pre 2011 Ring of Honor. Um, I didn't realize he had that many chances. Yeah, he was a he was usually a guy that uh, that uh, when you had a long title reign, usually you had a match against Jay. And the only reason he probably didn't with Danielson is because the Briscoes were out at that point for for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, they just kind of reshow that promo where uh, Carino um, came in and, you know, Steen was calling out Jay and Jay was, you know, yeah, you Carino's bitch, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but they beeped out one of the bitches but left the other five go. I was... They let the R word go. They let 
Jungle Fever. Yeah, we gotta bleep that bitch. Yeah, just the one, but the other five times they say it. So, uh, but but this time we do get uh, a promo we did not see. Uh, Steen cutting in Asheville after he beat Mark. Um, you know he's keeping his title. Blah 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 blah. So, uh, yeah. this little introductory package not usual. Offering of honor, so that was kind of cool. I feel like they had to clean up after that match, the previous one. Yeah, that's a good point. Powder and chairs and everything. Yeah, handcuffs. Um, a surprisingly uh, intermission well, probably too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cool. a well-timed show. But next we've got a random match. Not really sure why. Um, but we get Roderick Strong versus Machine Gun Carl Anderson. This was like, this was like Carl coming over. Like he had, he'd been around in the earlier two thousands or mid two thousands. You'd see him in like PWG and I think in the Midwest too, since he was a Heartland guy. Yeah. But this was when he really broke out in uh, New Japan. So I was he was say, becoming he a big was a, deal. Yeah, I mean, he was the finalist in the G one like seven months earlier. Yeah, and he had a banger match with uh, Tanahashi there. And so. you you do realize what happens like a month after this, right? In regards to Carl Anderson. Oh, was... was this Bullet Club right afterwards? Bullet Club, Bullet Club literally starts a month after this. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, I mean, both these guys, I mean, I am not a machine gun guy. No, um, uh, and not as much either. You know, I just... Uh... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'll go with that. But uh, um, oh, I have my notes here. Fuck that guy in the Cub shirt. Fuck that guy. So I don't know why he was. Here. <laughs> um, but you know, this is this is another mid two thousands classic American Strong Style match. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like that know. Anderson went out after his knees yep. for Roderick. Yeah, if you're you take out Roderick's knees. No longer the Messiah of the backbreaker. No. Um, and Rod, I mean, I know we were talking about some Twitter. I know we talked about swap, but dude, Roddy is so good. That Everything he does moment. looks fucking great, <sighs> and he always makes it look like he's hurting you. Like I used to say, like Roddy's offense was like dick offense, not yeah. like Joey Ryan dick offense, but like I'm an asshole, so I'm gonna do all these asshole moves to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but uh. Roddy's just so good, but I mean, I mean, really she got really fucking good here. So he did, yeah. They they really like. I feel like they, like they started maybe a little slow, but it like picked up very quickly. It was very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Carl Anderson even kicks out of the sick kick. Yes. Oh yeah, and then the machine gun gets the eighth crusher for the win, and uh, him and Roddy have a code of honor. Yeah, yeah, that was surprising. I have that down. Code honor by Roddy. I didn't think he would. Yeah. Um, you know, so I guess the, the machine guns got his respect. Um yeah, it was just really I mean, yeah, just I mean, they didn't really explain why this match is happening, but I'm glad it happened. I think it was just one of those like, okay, this guy's a big name oh. over in Japan, he's getting over, let's put him against the guy that has great matches with everybody. Yeah, and, and they did for sure. Yeah, they didn't really have anything for Roddy at this point, like solid. So, yeah, I mean, go he's out been, there and do what he does. Yeah, I mean, he's been kind of stagnant. Obviously, he had his rivalry 
uh, with Elgin, you know, and he's he's utterless yeah. after leaving uh, leaving House of Truth. So, uh, be interesting to see where Roddy goes from here. So, yep. Uh, but next, um, okay, so it is a TV title match, right? Yeah, it was a TV title okay. match next. Um, you know, obviously Matt Taven with the big upset win of Adam Cole. Yep. Uh, not the plans that they had uh, messing up the plans of Matt uh, Adam Cole and Matt Hardy. Uh, so they had a number one contenders match on TV, uh, which ended a smile. So Nigel's like, "Fuck it, you're all three of you going to be in, in this match." Um, you know, Matt Hardy's out first. Uh, he's got you know Carino in tow. Um, I don't know why it cracked me up, uh, but like Matt Hardy kicking over like announcers chairs, I thought was really funny. <laughs> that um, was good. You know, and, and Carino just being Carino. Uh, then Cole, I thought he was gonna give a Carino entrance, too. Like, do you did you ever see those? Uh, he used to in the early two two thousands Ring of Honor. He would come out. He would have his own young boys. He would have his own ring announcer, and he would just do this super long entrance, where it was just like they would have a topic each time. It would be like okay. Steve Carino is, you know, the uh, this great wrestler, and they would name like, you know, like all these, all these. He fought CM Punk once, so they had Steve Carino is a great wrestler in the same toe as, and he named off fifty wrestlers that all of them, you know, had uh, past drug issues, let's say, or drinking issues, <laughs> and these entrances would last like 10, 15 minutes. So, I really thought he was going to do one of these and just name off all these Matt Hardy accolades. But yeah, I mean, Steve Carino is a former Bruce City Wrestling uh, heavyweight champion. He's um, a hell of a guy. I would like to meet him one of these days. So. I would love to meet Steve Carino. He seems like just like a a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, but next, Adam Cole comes up by himself, yep. and then uh, we get Matt Taven, Truth, and uh, Scarlett Porto. And uh, when did you realize this was Scarlet? Um, uh, I mean, I heard your guys' podcast obviously last week when yeah. they talked about Scarlet, but uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I remember hearing her name back then, that name. So I knew of her before the Killer Cross thing. Um, yeah, you know, I was like, wow, that really is Scarlet. So yeah, um, Trent's, uh, tuxedo. High school shorts, dressed to the tees. Yeah, in more ways than one. Um, yeah, yeah. So then Taven, uh, Truth, and Scarlet do the, the you know the a little bit of porn there on the on the eight ring apron, and then uh, Carino gets in the mic. Um, and uh, what, what did he say? Shit, Nigel's like Nigel hates him. <laughs> um. He's like, let me tell you. It's like I've got a list. It's like, what is the things I have to do before I die or something like that. It was actually pretty fine on Nigel. Um, but yeah, he talks about man already changed the world. Blah 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 blah. Jesus yeah. wrestling. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, I did love. I don't know if this is planned. Uh, but how Matt Hardy kept trying to throw a shirt into the crowd mm-hmm. and the shirt kept coming back <laughs> like five times. That was great. Um. People really don't like Matt Hardy. No, they sure as shit don't. And I am one of those people. Um, I 
I was I think I was like indifferent with him at this point because I really did like Matt Hardy a lot in the I was always a Matt guy not a Jeff guy I loved version one so yeah just Ring of Honor just yeah and I know it's the gimmick he's not supposed to fit in he's supposed to be you know the sports entertainer coming into wrestling and everything but uh um yeah, I mean they've been people do not like him. No, they sure don't. Um, and at least he's leaning into it, so that's good. Oh but, yeah, yeah, he absolutely leaned. It wasn't quite X Pac heat. It was more like, you know, like we really do hate this guy. Heat. Yeah, like yeah, we it wasn't supposed like to hate people get away. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this was a triple threat elimination match for the TV title. It was, if you call it that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, oh shit. Um, oh, yeah, the fuck you, Hardy chance. Uh, the match starts. Um, Scarlet gives a lap dance, yeah, it's to Nigel. Nigel. Um, yep. the crowd's into it. I mean, totally distracted by Scarlet instead of actually watching said match. Uh, <laughs> the match was actually pretty good. There was one D bag in the front row that kept being like, Oh, pay attention to the match, pay attention. I was like, Come on. There's no way you're just trying to be smart right now. Yeah, it's you like know, there's Scarlett Bardot's lap dancing and taking off her shirt in front of somebody. We're all men. Yeah. <laughs> um Don't I be that guy. <laughs> I, I did like the line. Kevin Kelly tells Nigel, um, if it lasts longer than four hours, call a friend of prey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, um yeah, I love Cole grabbing Taven. Um, oh, and uh, Double D, or like he grabbed Taven and and slammed him down, and DDT Hardy at the same time. Yeah, that was a good that was a good spot. They uh, had a hot start, Cole and uh, Taven, or uh, Cole and Hardy. Yeah, too. Yeah, um, probably maybe the best out of what they've done. Uh, maybe it was the circumstances. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Truth uh, distracts Todd Sinclair. Um, yeah. hard to twist of fate on Taven, uh, but um, yeah, but uh, Todd missed it. Yep. Yeah, and then the crowd starts chanting same old shit. Yeah. Um, but then Adam Cole comes in, and uh, we get a Nards plow <laughs> from he Adam did. Cole, and uh, he t- rolls up Matt Hardy like Matt Hardy had done to him for the first pinfall. I didn't realize this was enter- uh, elimination at that point, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, when he rolled him up, I was like, wait a second, Matt Taven didn't... Spoiler, it didn't lose here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to talk about 30 seconds. Yeah. Spoiler for 20 seconds from now. Yeah, but uh, Adam Cole go a little heel here. Yeah, yeah, foreshadowing. That's um, for sure. They're definitely planting some seeds. Yeah, it was more of a dick kick, not really a Nards plow, but, you know, it's more yeah. of um, year of Duke and Roll, real quick. Hell um, yeah! Always want to shut those guys out. Yeah, and then we get some fuckery, and uh, with Cole and MC Carino, uh, Taven takes advantage of the sweet DDT thingy, and uh, Matt Taven's still your TV champ. There was a lot of distraction in this one. Yeah, yeah. This Not- was uh, if I had to put the thing I enjoyed the least on this show, this was definitely it. So. Yeah, this was up there for sure. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, now kind of going over my notes. Maybe the show wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Maybe I was just a little bitter, but um, but Brendan, we've got two more matches, both championship matches. Um, yes. first for the tag team gold, we get Reed Dragon, shout out to Mark Order, versus the American Wolves. Now, did you ever notice that they capitalized the D and the R in there to get under Davy Richard's skin? Red Dragon. No, I never did. Okay, I don't know how I knew that. I feel like, I... Oh, man, I feel like I I did notice that at one point, but at the time I definitely did not. I wonder, and I wonder too if it was maybe actually maybe I heard it on the Mark Order because I know they obviously call him Red Dragon because that's how it's spelled. Yeah, that's what I always called him too. And then I think Schlong mentioned. I think maybe Schlong mentioned like, yeah, they did it as a you know not talking shit about uh. David Richards, because you know it, it's it's tough to be objective because a lot of things are allegedly, uh, but just listening to Bobby Fish talk about David Richards now with whatever's <laughs> happened recently, I'm like, maybe that Bobby Fish guy was on something. Yeah, but I'm just gonna say allegedly. Um, yep. but real quick, so obviously you know the American Wolves are rocking those uh, British Bulldog tights. Yeah, uh, were they rocking British Bulldog tights before they got back together? Uh, or, I know they originally that's a weird were, thing to remember, but yeah, they, when they were first put together, they definitely were because they okay. definitely played into that. Um, I remember when they uh, when Larry Sweeney put together uh, and uh, Sweet and Sour okay. put together Eddie Edwards and Davy Richards, and uh, they were kind of like playing off of that a little bit. Um, and uh, real quick, I want to show the, uh, the Ring of Honor history uh, handle on Twitter. Uh, but you know what's funny? Uh, they, they posted something today, like, what was your favorite reign? And I didn't realize Davey Richards actually only held the belt once. Yeah. Yeah, only one time. I was like, huh. Interesting. So, because um, obviously, you know, I mean, he was champ going into when this podcast started, but he had a hell of a reign. So. He was one of those guys. I don't think he was the first one. But it felt like they would take forever for a while. Like you knew who the next guy was going to be, but they'd make you wait and wait. Basically, sometimes to the point where it was like, come on, can he just win the belt? <laughs> Him, uh, Seth, even Nigel, too. Hmm. Like, it, it, you know, just let him win the time title. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Nigel yeah. had like three shots at Morishima before he won. Really? Yeah, yeah. Morishima beat him at least twice. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and those two have unfinished business, so we'll be dealing with that on TV. But uh, obviously, match was what you think. Uh, stiff as shit. Yes. Uh, you know. There was at one point when Kyle Wright does that, you know, that double stomp off the apron on somebody. I think it was Edwards. Put him through the fucking barricade. Oh, jeez. I was that like, was, that was rough. Um, oh, it was Eddie, yeah, Eddie Edwards. Um, and then at one point, David Richards gets Bobby Fish in the corner. He's doing the yes kicks. And then Kyle Riley comes in. He starts kicking both of them. I thought that was pretty funny. That um, was good. Lots of kicks. Yeah, uh, then Fish kicks Richards while in the figure four. Um, but yeah, and he kind of no sells it. And then Kyle Riley, oh, Richards, um, yeah, so basically he's got the figure four on Kyle Riley, and then Fish kicks him 
Uh, but then Richards grabs his legs. So he's got him in the ankle lock. Uh, while O'Reilly is on there, so crowd pops for that. Um, I know I say this all the fucking time, but goddamn headbutts. I think I put that. Yeah, I hated that when he was like trying to kick him. I, I had that like. I know I had that in the in the notes, like you know, oh he's just kicking him, kicking him, you know. Yeah. Kick the eyes, you know, punch him. Do, Do something. something to get him out of there. Don't just like you know kick him and notice like oh it's still on there. It's like get yeah. your friend out of there. <laughs> um yeah that's obviously not working so yeah it sure didn't um but the wolves do get chasing dragon on kyle o'reilly uh for another pen attempt but kyle o'reilly does kick out um you know and davy richards has talked about that chasing the dragon is a team ambition move before yes you know so um you know they stole from them uh but yeah and then uh he gets over um Richards gets the O'Connor roll. I know it's an O'Connor roll. I'm going to call it an O'Connor <laughs> roll. Um, and Kyle O'Reilly kicks out. Uh, Fish kicks him from the outside. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly rolls him up. But it's got some tights for the win. So yeah. um, good hard fat match, but won by some chicanery. It was, a, it was a damn good match. It definitely picked up, and it definitely got really hot at the end. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. definitely Lots towards the end. Kyle O'Reilly definitely kind of shined here. Yes. Um, just keep I think that Davey did too. He he's so he's very smooth. Yeah. Like his, I mean, his stuff looks good. I mean, Davey Richards is really good at what he does. Yeah, Eddie too. I meant to, I actually meant to say Eddie. But yeah. yeah, Davey too. I mean, like his shit looks good. Eddie's his chops and this just a lot of things he does is great. Yeah, the one thing I do really like of Eddie, I mean, yeah, his chops are fucking phenomenal. But I when you brought up that submission question was I do like Eddie's like they kick out and he grabs and rolls it right into the one like a crab. Yes, that. that was great because it just makes sense. Yep, it's, it's simple but fucking effective. Yep, I like uh, when wrestling makes sense. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where these two go from here. You know, um, obviously they were talking about how you know, and we'll talk on TV, but how you know, Fish and, and Edwards are still teaming up. Obviously, uh, you know, Bobby Fish doesn't like Davey Richards. I don't know if you could tell or not, but <laughs> just a little. Um, yeah, I kind of bogarted there a little bit. Was there anything in regards to the match that I missed? No, not that I get. I know there was a couple of brutal double stomps in uh in that match, and just where they look like they were just gonna go through them. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was a hell of a match. I I definitely <laughs> liked it. Hard hitting. I, I just it's what you expect from these guys. Yeah, I wish it, it would have gone a little, little long. long. Yeah, a little long. Um, you know, I don't think this is definitely not the blow off match. I don't think, but no, um, there's more uh, gas in the tank. Yeah, but on to our main event of our main event uh, for the Ring of Honor World Title, we have Kevin Steen versus We Miss You Every Day, Jay. Thank you for all you do, Jay Briscoe. Yeah, um, R.I.P. God damn it. Brendan, Ring of Honor must prevail. Scum the crowd prevail. is fucking hot. Yeah. So, yeah. They um, were ready for this one. Now, high fivers. Um, Brendan will. Uh, my my birthday's coming up in September. Uh, if someone wanted to get me that Kevin Steen guilty shirt for my birthday, um, I wouldn't it's say a no. Great shirt. 
I love that shirt. I really want it. Whenever they put those uh, Steen Generico shirts back on sale, like for like Wolf Flash sales, they never have that one. <laughs> um, I do have a Steen Wolf shirt my buddy Andy got me, so that's pretty cool. That's a cool shirt. Hey, that's um, a PWG uh, yeah. show. Steen Wolf. Yeah, I need to uh, rock that. Uh, I don't know. I haven't worn that one in a while. But I do want that Guilty shirt. So if anyone finds it, uh, let me know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's uh, Jay Briscoe. Uh, before we get into, I don't know if we should talk about this before. We'll let's talk about it after. Um, okay. Obviously, Kevin seems super smart working Jay's shoulder because Jay's shoulder is broken. Yes. Yeah. yeah lots of uh, shoulder work. Yeah, he's been off. in a sling since I mean for over a month. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. That. Uh. Oh. Um. Jay did hit a rolling elbow on Steam where I think he legit knocked him out. Yeah, that was a. I was like, he he was ready for that one. Um. And uh, and yeah, they do mention in here that both the package pile driver and Jay Jor Jay Jor were were both formerly banned moves. That is correct. Yeah, um, I forgot that the Jay Driller was banned. Yeah, and then I, which obviously because I mean you fucked it up. It's, oof. Um, you know it, it looks out. like Jay's still hurt. Yeah, he had the tape taped up shoulder and everything. Um, you know, they we'll, point out that his family was there too. Yeah, a lot of his family. I didn't see you there though. Yeah, I know. I I, I missed my invitation for this one. Yeah, so. the Lost Briscoe. I know. Um, which is funny. I'm mugged by the Briscoe clan last time I was at the final final battle, but that's another story in itself. But uh, obviously Jimmy Jacobs comes out big surprise, but Mark does attack him. Um. They fight some more. Rhett comes out and Compton. Uh, but Veda Scott, being pissed off, grabs Coach Compton's leg. That was great. That was awesome. Because you're thinking, like, oh, who's going to come out? And Veda's right there to make the save. Yeah, she's not giving a fuck. Everybody's in, uh, as I can say, everybody's involved. Yeah, um, CNC clears them out. Uh, Nigel keeps saying we need to see clear and clean winner. Um, he was He was going nuts too yeah. he um, was so excited for this one match. thing about ring of honor is when they get those far ring shots when it's get the whole view of the ring but you can see kevin kelly and nigel like standing up at the yeah. table and everything i do love that ring of honor does that that is a very unique and and they don't give they yeah they do not give a shit about him i mean well obviously nigel's not partial because i mean he's a goddamn matchmaker yeah uh, yeah but they both hit a double clothesline on each other. Uh reminded me of Warrior and Hogan. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, and then uh the Ring of Honor locker room clears out, and then the Briscoe clan show up. Um, you know, but uh Steen does hit an F sync. Uh they hits a package pile driver, um, uh, which you know, Jay Briscoe does c- kick out of the package pile driver. Yeah, that was uh that was surprising. Um, but Matt Hardy sneaks in for a twist of fate, but I haven't nope. seen him having it. Not having it. Nope. Not, not from this fucking leech. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but Jay just him out of the ring and kicks him first, too. So it wasn't yeah. like, like get out of here. You well, kick your ass first. Um, Matt Hardy's a little shocked, but uh, Jay Drill um, does hit the Jay Driller, uh, but Sinclair's a little late. Um,. I don't know what my notes mean, but 
Uh, at one point, I know Sting got into the cattle decapitation. Yes. Uh, which fucked up his shoulder. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, yeah, the lariat into the um, yeah, in the end, Jay hits the lariat, uh, the Jay driller, and uh, the pop of the night, and your new Ring of Honor champion. Everybody, everybody was on their feet. Nobody was sitting down the last, at no. least the last five minutes. Nobody yeah. sat down. Um, Nigel, I, the way he jumped up too, and was so yeah. so happy. I didn't really. My notes didn't really do this match justice. Um, no, do you have anything to add, Brandon. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was all. It was a great match, and it was. It was like a hard tugger match. Like it, it yeah. wasn't just like you know, oh, this is, you know, great pure wrestling, or this is a great brawl. This was just, you know, a great match that entertained the crowd, that people wanted to see, that surprised everybody. Because I don't think anybody thought Jay, Jay Briscoe was winning. Like maybe they put some seeds in with uh, that video package and everything, but. It's not like, you know, they built up Jay for months upon months at a time. He was tag champion up until a couple of couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, like you said, they didn't really build Jay up at all. Um, yeah. It was kind of random. And that was really kind of my question, um, especially somebody that's hurt. Why do you think they pulled the trigger on Jay now? Um, I think just legit to surprise the people. Okay. Yeah, just as a surprise and build some uh, build some talk and everything. Yeah, because I mean, Steen's been champion for I mean ten months at this point. Yeah. You know, um, kind of surprised he didn't go the. I was just a little shocked. I mean, obviously, obviously, we're big Jay Briscoe fans here. Yes. Um. You know. I just, I, why now? Which kind of like that's what I was kind of doing a little bit of research. I wonder if maybe Steen, maybe there was rumors he was leaving. There probably was, yeah. I mean, because I mean, Generico has been in, you know, break down the fourth wall here, but I mean, he's been in NXT for four or five months. Obviously, I'm sure they're thinking Steen's not too far behind him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was weird timing. I'm glad it happened. I mean, I knew it was going to happen three months ago. I knew that Steen lost the belt to Jay. Um, so I mean, I did too, but I didn't realize it came up this fast. I yeah. thought Steen held the belt a long time or a lot longer. And uh, when they announced this was coming, I was like, oh, shit, this, this, this is here. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, this is it. Um, yeah, and I knew it was it because obviously when Jay passed it, you know, they talked about this this moment. Uh, but in the end, before we get into that too much, um, you know, Jay gets on the mic, but Kevin Steen takes the mic away from him, uh, tries to say some words, but can't really hand, just shakes his hand and. Yeah, uh, code of honor. Yeah, walks out. Um, you know, the Briscoe family's in there, scum dies, honor lives. Um, but not to be this guy, but goddamn cousin Jethro, really. <laughs> really have to have Confederate flag fucking suspenders on. Oh uh, yeah. Well I think uh J- the J I don't the the Briscoe merchandise might even still have it on it at that point too. I hope not. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so different time. Yeah, there. I mean, I mean, I get it. Um, but I don't get it. So that's all I'm gonna say. That's why I don't have my Briscoe shirt anymore. Yeah, I had one, and not that it would probably fit me now anyway. But yeah, it. it I definitely got rid of it for a specific reason. Yeah. 
Um, you know, the match was solid. It you was... know, I would, you know, really like to run this back. I mean, Kevin Steen is definitely one of those people that Jay was very high on in real life. Um, you know, as, as a wrestler, so he really wanted this moment for you know for from Kevin Steen and everything. So it's really um, what you expect out of these two guys. Like these both these guys are hard hitting. They're you know they're brawlers, but they they also can go in the ring. So this is really what you expect out of a Kevin Steen Jay Briscoe match. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jay just didn't seem quite himself. I mean, he still seems like he's nursing an injury. Um, yeah. you know, Steen Steam's tired. Um I mean, listen, yeah, this match was definitely more about the moment than it was the match itself. Still a great match, don't get me wrong. I just wish they would have yeah. been a little bit more time. But I like that he uh he asked for his uh theme music. His old yeah. give me back that bullet or give me back my bullets. Yeah. But, you know, obviously they cut it off before it started. And they're like, and we're done. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't have the rights to this. Yeah. And it was a, it was a great moment at the end. You know, I mean, Steen hugs Jay, shakes his hand, um, hugs his wife, you know, gives a kiss to his kids. So, I mean, kind of breaks yeah. down the wall. It's like, hey. Um, unfortunately, I did read a little bit more in the, um, what's going to happen here. But we'll see what happens to Kevin Steen going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, that was Super Card of Honor. Um, Brendan, why don't we take a quick break here real quick? Uh, like like Phil always says, we're going to plug our friends here. And uh, High Fivers, we will be right back. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh. We cry. We interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling. And we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms. And we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps.
Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right. Well, and thanks to the Shining Wizards uh, podcast network, uh, all our friends on there. Make sure you check out all the great shows. And also, uh, do not forget to check out all the great shows on Visionaries Global Media. Uh, obviously, VFTR. Uh, we'll see Chad and Diesel tomorrow. Uh, but Good Cop, Bad Cop might be on hiatus. I don't know. Uh, but Jason and the boys over at Band from Ringside. Uh, former guest, Brainbuster Boys, Brett. Uh, hopefully, uh, Brett man. will be doing something soon, I'm hoping. Um, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, and Brett and uh, Jason just did release a new Phoenix Splash. So if you want to hear all the the scuttlebutt about Sonata's recent win, uh, check that out. But uh, <clears throat> Rundin, we've got Ring of Honor TV episode eighty two. Eighty two episodes of TV already. This is flying by. Uh, original air date April thirteenth, two thousand thirteen. Do you remember what you're doing April thirteenth, two thousand thirteen? I have a feeling I was either working or changing a diaper. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was uh, yeah. I was a manager at CVS and living there at the time. Yeah, and then you know going home not to sleep. Yeah, I was uh, doing my last month of debt collecting before I moved back to Idaho permanently here in less than a month. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy to think that was 10 years ago already, so... Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, and then, well, two weeks after that, yeah, Faith and I kind of started hanging out, so... Hmm. 10 years Good ago. Timing. 
10 years ago, she's been putting up my shit. I don't know. Like we talked about earlier, Brennan, I definitely, I'll kick my coverage with her. So. Oh, I 100%. I tell my wife that all the time. Like, boy, did I get lucky uh, convincing you to stay with me. Yeah, now it's going to be really expensive for you to leave, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, But this uh, the TV tapings are upsta- upstairs from where they usually are in Amazon. Um, I did ask you earlier if you'd ever been in the, in the upstairs, so. Um, I feel I like I have. Have. Yeah, I, I know I've seen a couple of uh, shows here, too, but I think it was always also uh, also downstairs or downstairs as well. Yeah. Um, but real quick, they do uh, they do spoil the win. So if you hadn't seen uh, Ring of Honor or uh, Supercard, uh, they do recap Jay Briscoe's win. Uh, or but if you try and watch the TV first instead of the pay-per-view. Um, and that was the one thing they spoiled. <laughs> So what wasn't too bad, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier. I mean, I already knew what was going to happen, but but yeah. Brandon, you can watch the entire show at ringofwonderwrestling.com. Watch for ROH. Yeah, or uh, or used to be able to. So, but uh, we start off. Jay's in the ring. Uh, he's got the the whole locker room minus certain figures. Uh, but he gets Mike, and you know, he's talking. Always been day for um, you know, he's been down since day one. Um. You know, he's been known as a tag team wrestler, but now he's going to break away as a man, blah, 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 blah. He's going to carry the company. Uh, but, you know, he says, you know, um, I'm going to be a fighting champion, so you're all put on notice. Uh, but Adam Cole is the first contender. Yeah, Adam Cole steps up. Um, You know, it kind of starts off Adam Cole like, oh, shucks, I'm Adam Cole, rah, rah, rah. Uh, but he's like, yeah, Jay, you're the past on the future. Um. Besides the fact that Jay Briscoe <clears throat> behind the scenes was really, really high on Adam Cole, why do you think they're doing him first? I think they're starting to plant the seeds of the future of Adam Cole. Okay. Yeah, I think they're starting to plant the, you know, the Adam Cole baby seeds. He had already, I think he'd already turned in CZW. He was an asshole there at this point. Oh, really? Okay. Maybe in PG. PWG, yeah, CW was first. Maybe in PWG, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I do know what happens the next three or four months, so I'm gonna try not to spoil that. No, uh, I don't. See, I, <laughs> <my ass. laughs> um, so we won't talk about that, but uh, they do talk about uh, Border Wars, but they don't say who, but it sounds like Ishimori and Mary Fuji are both gonna be at Border Wars. Oh my god, yeah, that's a that's a big get. Yeah, so they're definitely doing that uh that no ring of honor thing. So uh yeah. Chico, you okay with your buddy? Chico, you okay? You okay? You come here, you come here, say it to Uncle Brendan. He's like, nah, I'm gonna go cuddle mom. Nah, okay. He smells like dog. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like dogs. So no. he's had a lot of exposure, but uh but our first match we do get Bobby Fish uh versus Eddie Edwards. Uh, even then, the two of them will be teaming up in Noah in a couple. Yeah. The Noah tag team explodes. I don't think they had a name over there. Yeah, they're just fishing Edwards. Um, but uh, Richards on the call here. Uh, because um, like we talked about earlier, uh, Caleb Lacroix has been kicked out rather viciously. Viciously. Yes. Uh, Richards was pretty good on commentary. You know, at first I was like. I'm thinking in my notes I had Richard commentary is real exciting and quotes. But it actually was. 
Yeah, it was not bad. Um, I know we kind of taught uh in earlier, but uh, you didn't really like uh Caleb Lacroix. Yeah, I mean, on the pay per view was where I got most of my exposure to him, and I could take him or leave him. Yeah, it was. He was okay. Like I said, when he was himself, he was pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, but obviously he was. I just didn't like the bullying, you know, the R bombs and everything. And yeah, you know, that was very Steve Carino was like, "Oh, is this your 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 illegitimate child?" It's just, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. But then when he started, like we talked about earlier, just started playing into the whole, you know, creepy, sexy time thing. I'm like, "All right, dude, that's you know, maybe that's what he's told to do. Who knows?" But uh, but uh, like they always say, styles make fights. And yep. uh, the fact of the matter is, Bobby Fish can dish the living shit out of it. And Eddie Edwards can take it. And uh, the opposite, too, because boy, did uh, Fish's chest uh, showed this fight on it for sure. Yeah. For Eddie sure. lit him up. Which was good to see. Like, so, um, yeah. You usually see Edwards fighting from behind most of the time. Um, but yeah, he really got a lot of great offense in. I will, you know, he did. very fun match. Um, Eddie Edwards maybe lost his teeth. You know, it, yeah, I felt like he did. I know Davey. I, it seemed like fun. it did. On he had that. Uh, I know this really would have excited you, and especially Will. He had the. Uh, they had two Eddie Edwards promos before this match. Not one, but two, because that's what the world was calling for. But I he, noticed, like, one of his teeth looked chipped. Um, because he he's playing Ishimori, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then we find out later, Dave Richards fighting Mary Fuji. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty um, cool matchups there. Yeah, but Edwards does that. Uh, that not Swan Tom, but he does a dive, wrapped his shin on the guard. Oh God, that looked painful. Yeah, he kicked a fan too. Me? Yeah, he definitely knocked one of the fans backwards. Um, I speaking of fan interaction, I had some tell after this match. Um, but yeah, that was a little scary. That um, was. It looked like he legit broke it both of his shins. You know, like I like I talked about in my conversation with Travis. It's, that's kind of how we met. Was one of the guys in the hooligans did that, but he I mean he had a compound for me. He landed, but yeah, he, he had a compound fracture when he hit that barricade. Yeah, I mean, so his yeah, he hit that. Ugh. So I was glad. I mean, Edwards was okay. They definitely played into that. Um, you know, he does hit the stomp uh, on Bobby Fish, but he kind of stalled because his legs hurt. And then uh, Bobby Fish rolls him up for the clean win. Yeah. You know, at the end of it, Davey kind of begrudgingly acknowledges the clean the clean win. So my my notes say windshield here because autocorrected, but uh, um, Davey, yeah, he was he was good on commentary, acknowledged it, but you know, he's still a dick. He's still he's, he's still a dick, you know, and, <laughs> and Bobby Fish don't really see eye to eye to each other. Um, no. But I know we talked earlier about uh, G one Supercard at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you were at that, right? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, I uh, I actually was at probably the complete opposite of what was going on of Supercard because uh, I went to three shows that day at at the same plot spot, and the nighttime show was Joey Ryan's Penis Party. Nice, and Scarlett Bardot was there too. Yeah, yeah. Um... But you remember that spot in the in the main event where that ladder fell down and hit that guy in in those stands? <laughs> yes. 
That uh, that guy that actually hit was the guy that actually got me my front row ticket for the final final battle. Oh, really? Get out of here! Yeah. I rewatched it when uh, Mike was talking about it on the Discord. I'm like, I haven't rewatched it since I was there. Um, so I re- I'm like, oh shit, no oh, shit. Um, <coughs> a little history there, but um, yeah, interesting. World. You know, we'll see where if uh, if Fish and Edwards can you know survive after this but i think they're both competitors so i think they kind of know you know so definitely a good match but uh, our next match is alabama attitude which they seem pretty high on too uh yes. Cord hollis did you ever watch that um dojo of honor thing that was on amazon prime for ring of honor back mm, in 2018 no i didn't i don't um, know if i had prime at that point yeah Cord hollis is on that that's when um i think aaron solo won and he got a tv title shot but Jeff Cobb was in there, Joy Janela. Um, yeah, and then Jeff Cobb just comes out. That's when Jeff Cobb came to the top turn or top prospect tournament and just beat everybody up and then just beat up Truth Martinez for the for the TV title in like three minutes. Oh, like, that's wonderful. Jeff Cobb doing Jeff Cobb things. Jeff Cobb was doing. Did you see did I did I send you that clip of uh when show speared Jeff Cobb last week? Yes, that? I did see that. That was wonderful. That's exactly what that should look like. <laughs> I love, he's such a nice. If you ever get to meet Jeff Cobb in real life, um, I I only saw I I saw him live once. I think he came to uh, the mecca of New Jersey, the Richville Park Knights of Columbus in my town. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, Ace Romero had a uh, oh. had a hell of a hell of a match. And I got to see Jeff Cobb throw around a 350-pound man like he was 150. So. He's just country strong. So, yeah, we yes, met him. Yeah, that AAW show. And I was so nervous because it was my first, like, super, super indie show. And, uh, you know, he was he was a heel there with David Starr when they were doing the wrestling thing. Uh, so, yes. Is he going to be a character, like, when he's outside the ring? But he could not have been nicer. Yeah. Um, he seems like that. Yeah, he put uh he put something on uh I don't know if it was on Twitter or no, it must have been on Facebook. He's like, Yeah, you know, send me or um yeah, I'll sell all your t shirt and I'll get yeah, buy like three t shirts, I'll send you a free picture. And I'm like, Will you sign it for my wife as Matanza? He's like, Fuck yeah, I will. That's awesome. Yeah, so we have a sign. That's where I discovered him too, is Matanza. Yeah. Um yeah, I found yeah, Jeff Cobb through uh the Kevin Gill uh podcast, but um but back to the show here real quick. We definitely get yes. off on tangents, Brendan. I'm sorry. Hard to believe. Um, yeah, Alabama attitude. That's how it all started. Yeah, Corey Hollis was in that Dojo Pro and, and Mike Posey, uh, like Will, like yes. former uh, referee, uh, versus QT and RD Evans, the Barrister. I guess they're now officially a tag team. I guess um, so. Yeah. The Bears. I noticed that Hollis kind of looks like a tiny AJ Styles from 2001. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, they're both from that neck of the woods. I think Hollis is from Alabama. Well, they're probably yeah, there. You not. go, Alabama attitude. So. Yeah, I don't know if it's a gimmick or not, but um, but yeah, that's a good call. Um, but yeah, and like we talked about earlier, QT looked pretty solid. You know, he did. Yeah. Um, that one spot where he picked up Mike Posey and just threw him into the ring post. Oh God, he killed him. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you." Um, <laughs> and then um, oh yeah. <laughs> Brundon, do you know that RD is an actual shoot worker? We already talked about that. Uh, but they do talk about it in this match. They got some new people lined up for commentary. Um, I'm pretty sure yes. it's in Korea yeah. full time. 
Um, but it'd be interesting to see who they bring in. I guess they have people auditioning, so I guess what happens. But uh, I know a couple of the uh, future commentary guys, so I'll be interested to see who they go with. Yeah. It would be cool if they brought Colt back at this point. I know he comes back eventually, but... Yeah, yeah. Because Rick Abani comes in here sooner than later. I mean, eventually, right? He's got to, yeah. Sooner yeah, because Rick Abani said he's been with Ring of Honor for a long time, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, QT hits the God's Gift, uh, but RD takes the pin, so maybe there's some uh, some dissension there. Yeah, um, RD was the guy that was legal, so I don't understand what QT's problem was. So God forbid you uh, mm-hmm. follow the tag team rules. Okay, I didn't admonish actually him, him for uh, doing the right thing. Okay, I didn't actually realize. Which <laughs> this will actually come into our uh, our next match, but uh, yeah, then they announce here uh, it's Richards versus Marafuji. Um, Brandon, you missed out, man. No inside the ring of honor this week. Oh, I know. Yeah, God I mean, forbid. I might have to call Will and tell him just bug him. I'm, I'm I like, mean, we got the two Eddie promos, so you can't go over Eddie. Or overly Eddie on uh, all this. Um, but our main event, um, a five man scramble match, uh, yes. for a future TV title shot, and basically the five gentlemen that fought for Ring of Honor. Uh, Mike Mondo comes out first. Um, Brian, I don't know if I ever actually asked you this. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on Mike Mondo's theme song? I enjoy it. It's a really? uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it fits his personality, so. Yes, it definitely does. Um, And what are your thoughts on Mike Mondo in general? I uh, I liked the Spirit Squad. I liked, uh, I mean, I liked, uh, I was a big fan of OVW back in the mid to early 2000s. So all those guys that came out of there, pretty big fan of. So when he uh, came in to Ring Honor, I was, I was willing to give him a chance, and it seemed like he, he really tried to do everything he could to be there. Yeah, I mean, stay he, there and get over and prove that he's not, you know, some male cheerleader. Yeah, he he definitely, um, yeah, he definitely got over. Um, so yeah. OVW was actually on TV. Uh, I followed results. You could buy DVDs. Okay. And you could actually buy their TV also. I I definitely bought their TV at one point hmm. when they had the uh, brain damage or damage versus Doug Basham feud. I uh, I I listened to so much Jim Cornette talk about how it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was like, I gotta check this out for myself. And it was pretty good. Yeah, because obviously he's in that crop with uh, obviously Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he was Pachita. just after them. Okay. So yeah, Orton, Cena, Lesnar, Benjamin, all came up first, and then that left Basham, Damage, Mondo, Johnny, Jeter, and a few other guys. Conway oh. and Dinsmore, also. Oh. Nick Dinsmore from North Dakota, very active here in the Midwest wrestling scene. So yeah. Um. I'm pretty okay, sure uh, he's punched uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Rogue in the nuts. Yeah. yeah. Little Nurse Paul and Kevin Rogue. And uh, as yeah. I've seen J.J. Rogue in action, he definitely probably deserved it. So Yeah, probably. That's um, what he gets for having six minutes of uh, commercials. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, I can't talk. I don't have any commercial right now, but I do have to change that this weekend, hopefully. But, um, yeah. but Roddy does run out, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, or, or runs down, or Roddy comes out, runs down Mondale. Um, Nigel's giving title shots to all these guys, you know, don't no disrespect to Mondo, but why is he getting a shot? Uh, so they start fighting, uh, yes. and break in, and then we go to the commercial break, and uh, CNC Wrestle Factory's in the ring. Uh, Mark's just getting to the ring, and then the last man to come in is BJ Whitmer. Um, and like we talked about earlier, it's the five men that battle scum at Supercard of Honor. Uh, so this is a scramble match, basically, Lucha Rules, basically. Yeah, they mentioned um, that in the beginning, like. If your two feet hit the floor, you're considered out of the ring and you don't need a tag. Yeah. Um, you know, this is for a future TV title shot. Uh, and for the first time, we actually see Caprice and Cedric battle each other. Yes, that was a that was pretty fun. Um, I didn't like that people tagged out also. I de- that's one of those things like if it's first pin. You shouldn't be tagging out unless you're like destroyed. Yeah. If you're only like a little bit hit, why would you try and not win the match? Yeah. Unless you're a heel and these are all good guys. Yes. Eh, yeah. Well, if trying to like get out of the ring and like, you know, but yeah, this match was kind of rough. It was fun. Yeah. Um, if you looked up rushed in the dictionary, you saw this match. Yeah. They did not lead them a lot of times this match. No, they didn't. I was watching the time as a. I was watching this. I was like, "Jesus Christ, is this match main event going to really happen?" Or yeah, I was like, "What six minutes?" But uh, yeah, something like that. Um, you know, I do always chuckle when you know the tags and people hit the floor. Um, you know, and unfortunately, Mino does seem. I know, obviously, he's come back from injury, but seems a little off since he's come back. Him um, and BJ chopped the hell out of each other too. Yeah, yeah, they didn't um, hold back. I will always say, like I said, if you want to see a Mike Mondo match, um, not, not just because this is in Milwaukee, but that match him and Roddy had at Bruce City Beatdown in yes. July 2012 was fucking phenomenal. Yes. Um, yeah, in the end, uh, Cedric hits a superplex on Mondo, uh, but Mark with the froggy bowl. So was Mark the legal man in the match? Um, well, everybody else was off on the floor, so. But I mean, technically, was just... wasn't technically Cedric and Mondo the two legal people in the match? Did Cedric fall to the floor? No. All right, then. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're huge Mark Briscoe fans. Glad he won. Yes. Um, I'm glad he won. You know, Mark is a national treasure. Uh, I just thought it was a little wonky. So Mark will take on Taven in Toronto. Um, That is... If, and I don't know this for a fact. I mean, actually, this is a big actual if. Um, if Taven survives against ACH next week. That is true. Um, so I, I noticed uh, Matt Jackson is a thief also in this match. Because uh, I believe it was ACH did the... Uh, uh, or not ACH. Uh, Cedric, uh, Cedric or, or uh, the other guy did... Caprice? Uh, Caprice, yeah. One of them did the rolling uh, Northern Light suplexes. Oh, yeah. So Caprice did. Caprice, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Matt Jackson watching uh, some Caprice. Still I mean, that would make sense. And it's funny, like I said, I mean, obviously I'll discuss with Will too, but where are the Young Bucks right now? 
They this might be the time they're in PWG and, and Dragon Gate. Um or yeah, yeah, they would have been doing Dragon Gate, I believe, at this point. Okay. Yeah. Because they they would debut for uh New Japan probably in the next year or so, within the next year. Yeah, because I mean they, they were making appearances here and there, but they weren't original Bullet Club guys, but they were in pretty soon afterwards. Yeah, they uh, they they talk about it like at least in the when Cornette was running things, like they basically said like you guys aren't worth the cross country flight. So yeah. that's why they pretty much stopped coming. Then Joe, yeah, Joey Ryan that. was told the same thing, and well, it was true for him, but you know. yeah. Yeah. Did you um have you read the Young Books book? Yes, it was Definitely. very, very, very good. Yeah, quick read. read. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, I flew through it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, top five. I mean, I don't mean to steal Kevin Griefel's gimmick or anything, but yeah, top five wrestling books. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, to me, still have a nice day is still the greatest wrestling book of all time. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's just have a nice day, Bret Hart. Um, I, I'm sure there's other ones that. Don't come straight to mind, but um, and I'm not just Regal's saying that actually is really good too. What's that? Regal's book. Oh, nice. Well. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. I'll have to add that to my list. So I need to get that Bret Hart book. Um, that Bret Hart book is so good. It's a it's a dictionary, but it's good. Dictionaries is it thick or? Yeah, it's five or over five hundred pages. Good. Well, have a nice day, seven fifty. But it's not that's feel true. Like it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, maybe Brett's is even longer. I don't know. Nice. Okay. Um, I like my actually. Yeah, my next wrestling book I've got in my queue is um, Tito Santana's. Nice. Yeah, don't call me Chico. It's gonna be a while before I get to that though. It's like halfway into the Dark Tower series before that's in my. It's, but it's in the queue. It's in my milk crate right now. Um, I have uh the Sheik's wrestling book is my uh next one. Nice. Blood, yeah. blood and fire. Uh, blood and fire or blood and something. Like Blood and something. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, that's on my... It's I don't own it yet, but yeah, that's definitely in my next two... Yeah, that's very high on my list, too, so... I yeah, it was the guy... I'm pretty sure it's Brian Solomon. Yep, yeah. Yeah. You know um, what, too? The Andre book, too. I would put that in my top five. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a very good book, because yeah, I did not know much really about Andre. And Faith got that for me for... I don't remember, but yeah, quick read. Um, but I did not know much about on like you really get an appreciation for yeah, I didn't know a lot about the early Andre, and you really get a lot of good tidbits. Yeah. Yeah, and they talk about when he was in Princess Bride, and we just went and saw Princess Bride for Valentine's Day in the movie theater. Great choice. Movie was better than I thought it was. Yes, it was. I really enjoyed that. Um but yeah, I was gonna say earlier, um, not just because I watched or I just watched over the top. Um, that Scott North book is really good too. So I gotta watch. I gotta read that. Um, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to pay for it, I'll send you my copy. It's up to you. Yeah. You know, you let me know. Maybe so. we could, uh, when you're ever you're ready to uh, read the Bret Hart one, I could send you a copy as well. Yeah, I mean, it's good. That one's sitting in my living in my uh, that one's sitting in my library. Yeah, Bret Hart was the first wrestler I met when I got back. I don't oh, get that's awesome. awesome. But uh, I have a friend that uh met Bret Hart when he was younger, and he, we always make fun of him, because he's probably like eight or nine years old, and you know how you go up to the, you know they're signing 
500 autographs a day, go up to him and say, hey, my name is, you know, Tom. My name is Brennan. He went up to him with just a stupid smile on his face, just smiling. Haha, and, and Brett just like sighed and just signed Bret Hart. So we always make fun of him. He's the only guy that day that got a, didn't get a personalized autograph. That's hilarious. So, yes. yeah, I was I don't get starstruck very often. But yeah, that was the first wrestler I met when I came back. So that was my first wrestling show. So 2017. That's, that's awesome. And then my second wrestling show was Ring of Honor Authorized, which you might be able to hear. A Wizards free round coming up here in two weeks, Brendan. Yeah, right. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So, yeah. Well, my friend, uh, before we pull the train into the proverbial station, um, any last thoughts? Obviously, thank you for coming on. Uh, this yeah. was fun. This uh, was very fun. Thank you for having me. Uh, go out and you know, there's the pay per view was very good. Um, I would definitely recommend. Uh, the number one contenders match. The Rod is surprisingly the Roddy and Machine Gun match was the match I was looking for the least, and I probably enjoyed. You know, yeah. maybe not the most, but it was up there, and definitely the main event. It was just like a heart tugger. Yeah, it's just it's just a moment. It was it was tough knowing the end. Yes, uh, but not knowing when it happened, so that was cool. It still got me excited. Yeah. It, Definitely. I mean, even though I knew what happened, I'd watched previously. You know, I still got excited when Jay won. Yeah, and um, you know, this won't be Jay's. You know, his run, run. Um, yes. but we're about to see some fun stuff. Yes. You know, so that that's all I'm gonna say. But uh, yeah, Brendan, thank you so much. Um, obviously appreciate all the questions of dishonor, and uh, yeah. I we will talk off here. I know we've got another watch along coming up. I just got to hammer out a date and what match we're watching. Um, yeah, yeah. That off there, but I'm always interested to uh, get on here and chop it up for sure. <laughs> um, are you and Eric going to try and do something on like a consistent basis, or? Um, I think we're going to try. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. This week, I'm obviously actually tomorrow. I'm heading down to uh, South Jersey for a couple of days, so for some nice R and R. So. Nice. Yeah. But uh after maybe next week try and uh, knock something else out. Well, awesome. Well, I will uh looking forward to that. But uh we'll hope you're having a good time in uh Mexico. But uh thank you obviously to Chad and Diesel and everyone over at the Visionaries Global uh media. And also thank you to uh Tony, Matt, and Kevin over at the Shining Rest Shining Wizards uh podcast network. And uh I think we're out here. So Brendan, I will talk to you later, amigo. Sounds good. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.